When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Justin Fields has had a lot to say, likely on his way out of Chicago. We're Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I don't know that anybody's more unsportsmanlike than Pat Costello, our producer today. Rightfully so, he's getting destroyed by people. With this anti-hibachi take. Where? On People got media? bad taste, clearly. Everyone, like our boss, Justin Craig, walked into the studio during oh. the, the break and says, what is going on here? The show is over if you're anti-hibachi. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Who's anti-hibachi? Shut know. it down, then. I've never met anyone anti-hibachi. It feels like one of those universal things. Oh, what should we do for dinner tonight? Italian, not feeling it. Pizza, uh. Well, I guess pizza's Italian. But everybody's down for hibachi, always. Smalls also, I want to point out one other thing that she just did oh, to me. You, here we go. You just walked out to get a drink or whatever. Here we so, go. Cece, she said to me, she goes, I love hibachi. You want to go grab it for lunch? And I said, oh, I can't today. She goes, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> that so is not what happened. That's not what happened. You're invited in the hibachi. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. It was really an amazing thing. That, that is Evan said, I'm craving hibachi. I could get it today. I go, should we go for lunch? And he was like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I have a dinner tonight. That might be a lot for me, too. But I would have gone had he said yes. But that is a heavy eating day for me if I go out to dinner and lunch. So she gave you the old Justin Fields, right? Well, I want to be here, but I'm going to unfollow you. Just because, but I, I still know. mess with you. But I still mess with you. <laughs> she uh, she invited me and uninvited me, uninvited me within the span of thirty seconds. It no, was really a remarkable you. thing. I said I would still go, but it would just be a heavy eating day for your girl. Okay. And if I went out to lunch, I can't work out during the day. And Nuno's on me because I need to get my fitness right. Uh, Nuno's your trainer. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nuno every day is in the gym. Back day, leg day. He takes it very seriously. I know so he I, does. I have a workout challenge starting on March fourth, yeah, and I need to get in the rhythm. No, Nuno is our accountability partner. He okay. is. He All is, right. and I appreciate. That. And I, I love that Nuno, Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings at 7 in the morning is at the gym, yeah. which I, I think is awesome. He's and dedicated. you're at the grocery store. That's correct. Okay. All right. right. Justin Fields. <laughs> random. Just post, so random. Post gas. <laughs> uh, uh, filling up the car with gas and coffee. I want to put that out there, too. Uh, Justin Fields, quarterback for now of the Bears, went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. That's uh, EQ and Amon Ra, wide receivers in the NFL, and discussed his future. But he started by talking about why he made the decision to unfollow the Bears on IG. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why are you not following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with them. <laughs> That's you know? true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. But you, you follow <laughs> Luciana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, me, yeah, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend though. That's different. But I'm saying like when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're saying you mess with the bears? You're saying you mess with the bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, ah, like okay, that. okay. It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Boy, they really telling on themselves, ain't they? They are really telling on themselves right now. 
I'm just saying, if you're somebody that follows them, that has a relationship with them, that's dating them, and they don't follow you, then you're like, oh, okay. But if you if they do follow you, you're like, well, I'm probably not the only one because there's probably people out there that they, they don't follow, but they still mess with. It's, it's just a bad look. There's a right way to do the wrong thing, and that ain't it, going on a podcast and airing it all the way out. But here's the thing. If you don't follow somebody on social media, yet you still have some type of relationship with them, just know that it's not a committed relationship. And I think that's the place that Justin Fields finds himself with the Chicago Bears. He's not committed to them because he doesn't feel like they're committed to him. And I get it. It's hard to get past all of the feelings that get involved with something that's so personal, something that means so much. But you have to also understand that the NFL is a business. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a certain level of professional decorum in how you handle these types of situations, which are not easy. Going on podcasts and talking about it, going on any media outlet and talking about it ain't the right way to go. And then sending up signals like unfollowing the Chicago Bears, unfollowing the NFL on your social media is only going to lead to more speculation, more scrutiny. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is take a page out of Caleb Williams' book, go radio silent, and just don't say anything, don't talk about anything, and let the process play itself out. But going on podcasts and talking about it is not going to make things better. It only makes you feel better in the moment. It doesn't present the best version of yourself to the Chicago Bears or teams that will be interested in potentially trading for you. Yeah, he's in the headlines now. We're talking about it. Every show in the country is going to be talking about this today because it's the most intriguing storyline heading into the NFL draft. But... I do kind of understand from a human being standpoint where he's coming from. He knows the Chicago Bears right now are not 100% committed to him. So maybe this is his way of publicly taking back a little bit of control or a little bit of power saying, okay, so you're having all this speculation. You might move on from me. Well, I'm going to go ahead and unfollow you guys and separate myself from you a little bit first. Is that the best way to go about it? No. Probably not. But I do understand the thought process of feeling a certain type of way about it when you've dedicated a lot of yourself, your time, your energy to this organization, and you know that they're going to move on from you. But I, I do think it's interesting that he is publicly showing us that he does care about this, though, and that he does care about the Bears and that he does care about being there in some way because whether you're trying to play it off by saying, oh, no, I still mess with them, I just don't want to see it on my timeline, you're letting us know that you have feelings about this, that you feel yeah. a certain type of way about this, and that ultimately I would think if we're reading into the tea leaves pretty deep that he did want to be there. Yeah, and, and I guess that's fair, Smalls. But, I mean, the excuse that he gave about not wanting to see him on his timeline, like you brought it up, like you control when you look at your social media pages, but then you also have the option of muting yeah. the person that you're following as opposed to unfollowing them. Like, sending the unfollow is a strong message. Remember once upon a time we saw that with Kyler Murray where he unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals yeah. on all his social media pages? It seems like it's the in vogue thing to do for athletes to try to send a message to the team that they're currently on. But if you're Justin Fields, how does that benefit you? It doesn't. You don't have any leverage in this situation. You don't gain leverage by unfollowing the Chicago Bears. They have the number one pick. They have two top ten picks in a quarterback-rich draft. They have options. You can't bully the Chicago Bears. The best thing you can do is try to present yourself in a way that makes the Chicago Bears and other teams feel like you can be trusted with the keys to the franchise. That you can be trusted when they make the decision on your fifth-year option, which has to happen on May 2nd. That you can be trusted if they're going to hand you a contract paying you 45 to $50 million a year. That's what you need to be doing. Being emo in the public sphere and wearing your emotions on your sleeve Ain't the way to go. 
You just brought up options. What's interesting about the Bears, over the last two years, how I look at this, and I think it's fair, they've had six different options at the starting quarterback position. Mm. Those options include C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Six options. Why? They had the number one pick last year. Uh They have the number one pick this year. They traded out a number one last year, which they could have taken, you know, Shroud, as CC suggested a year ago, they should have taken, or Bryce Young. They kept Justin Fields. Where does Justin Fields rank in your mind amongst those six? If I said to you right now, for the next five years, you could have any of those six quarterbacks, where would he rank? Give the list again. So CJ Stroud. Okay. Bryce Young. Fields, obviously. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Uh oh, I, I see mean, the shaking uh, of the head. I'm just sitting there thinking, at best, fourth. And he could be last. Who's definitely ahead of him? Stroud, obviously. Stroud, Stroud is definitely ahead of him. Caleb. Drake May and Caleb Williams are definitely ahead of him. Then I think it's it's you know up for interpretation between Jaden Daniels and Bryce Young and Justin Fields. But I would say this: I, I could make a case for Bryce Young or Jaden Daniels over Justin Fields. Because there's more unknown with, yeah. and, and less known, and the known for Justin yeah. Fields hasn't been. Ideal. And you're more, more in a controllable situation right, Bryce, financially. Bryce, yeah, say what you want. Bryce Young was the number one overall pick last year. So the Bears for one year took the sixth best option, arguably. They're certainly not going to do that for two years. No. Which makes it blatantly obvious, if you put it like this, that they're going to take Caleb Williams, who's probably, what, number two on this list behind Stroud for you? Or do you yes. put him number one? Yeah, probably number two. Probably yeah. number two. And Fields wants to stay in Chicago, and he told the podcast yesterday with the St. Brown brothers that. Yeah, of course. Of course, I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to like, you know, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to, I guess, kind of just boom, be in one place. But I can't see myself playing in another place. But I know how that league is. Like, EQ, you was probably the same way before you left Green Bay. But, I mean, if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans are they're great mm-hmm. and the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying. It's tonight. He wants it to be over. Let him know if he's staying or going, which I think, honestly, as sad as this may be in terms of communication, I think would be irresponsible by the Bears at this point because they they don't have all the information they want to have. Oh, until the deal is done, why would you let him know? You because can't. things are ever-changing. This can't. is an evolving situation. So I can't tell you one thing until it's absolutely done, which is probably unfair to him because he's in a little bit of emotional purgatory until yeah. it's done. But that's just how the business is. Yeah, you got to be poised. Right, we we think about poise when it comes to sports as you know being able to stay calm when you're in the pocket and deliver the football under duress and all of those other different things. Well, this is a part of being poised too, mm-hmm. as the quarterback position is a leadership position in any organization. They want to see you demonstrate poise, not just the Chicago Bears, but any team that's interested in trading for you wants to see you demonstrate a level of poise under duress in this situation where it's possible and probably likely that the team is going to be moving on from you. Like, this is just a part of the process. This is a part of the business, and you have to accept it. I get that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I get that it's hard to separate the human side of it, right? Because you're talking about him and his family having to pick up and move and go somewhere else and not knowing where that is. It can be unsettling. But that's what you signed up for when you wanted to be a player in the NFL. Like, you have to be able to deal with this in a way that still demonstrates your level of professionalism when it comes to your craft and your business. And that's not what Justin Fields did by going on this podcast. 
He's better served not saying anything because guess what? If you don't say anything, there's nothing to criticize. There's nothing to scrutinize. Mm-hmm. But by opening your mouth and saying how unsettling it is and talking about all these different things, although they may be true, that gives you that gives other people room to criticize and leaves things in doubt. And this is not a situation where you could afford to do that because your play over the last three years has left enough questions. I'm so glad you said it that way. One of the the realities, I don't want to call it a harsh reality, it's a reality about playing professional sports that I don't think average everyday fans understand in the way we should, is guys like CeCe entered the NFL draft, and he's entering the NFL draft with the trade-off of, I'm going to get paid a lot more money than the average American and you're going to have the opportunity to dictate that I could live in one of 32 cities. Yeah. That's what you're signing. You're actually signing a contract with the league more than you're signing a contract with the team. Justin yeah. Fields' contract can be applied to 31 other teams today if the Bears wanted to, it to be. The rest of us sign up for a job. We get paid what we get paid at that job in that city where you can't just blindly transfer the person. They would have to accept it or not. If you're signing up to play in the NFL, as you just said, He's signing up to play with any of these teams, and he has to understand that the poise in that moment is, I'm an NFL football player. I'm not just a Bears player because I could be on another. I could be on the Falcons by the end of the day. But here's the thing. If you just want to be a Bears player, then you go out there and you ball. And, right, and you right, leave no doubt. Right, that's true. That's not what Justin Fields did this year. Good point. That's yeah, not what he did. We don't have questions about C.J. Stroud. No. He, and guess what? C.J. Stroud ain't going nowhere. C.J. Stroud ain't worried about being traded. Exactly. He ain't worried about it. If they have the number one overall bit. pick, we're not yeah. thinking that jo- they're going to take Jordan Love ain't worried about being traded? No. He's not worried about it one bit. Not at all. Because point. they went out there and bowled. Exactly. That, what I said, is the mentality for basically almost everyone. You have an ability to graduate out of that. You can go from playing for all 32 to just playing for one if you're C.J. Stroud. Yeah. No question about that. The Mahomes rules? What are those? We'll get to them next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Antonio Pierce. Made an impact with the Raiders upon arrival. 
and now is making an impact in terms of mentality in the offseason. AP, CeCe's former teammate, was on the rush with Max Crosby, his podcast, and talked about the approach for the goat in waiting, as Small says, Patrick Mahomes this year. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. So he's talking about the Mahomes rules in relation to the Jordan rules, which the Detroit Pistons back in the day with the late great Chuck Daly coaching the team had for Michael Jordan, which was to beat him up a little bit. And I think it's very um, clear here what he does. And I think there's a distinction when somebody says to hit someone versus hurt someone. Mm. And I think, you know, people say, oh, he said the quiet part out loud. Yes, he did. I have zero issue with what he said, because I'm of the belief that if you're playing in a sport and you knowingly are playing with someone, playing against someone, excuse me, that is better than you are, you have to do every single thing possible within the rules of the sport to influence that player to get worse somehow. And if you're going to beat up and hit Patrick Mahomes without trying to hurt Patrick Mahomes, CC, he is doing it right, in my opinion. Yeah, physicality is the equalizer in the NFL. Like, you can be more talented, you could be faster, but if I'm more physical, if I'm physically tougher than you are, then all of a sudden I'm going to take your level of play down to where I can compete, where I got a chance to win. And that's all AP is talking about. And AP is a guy himself who prided himself on not only just his, his football IQ, but his also his physical toughness. Like, he was a tough guy. He wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the strongest, but he was physically tough. He was willing to run into the wall more times at full speed than other people. And that's why we loved him as a player. Mm-hmm. That's why he made his name in his, in, in his career in the NFL for over a decade in this league. That's how he was able to win a world championship against an undefeated New England Patriots team. It's because he was that physically tough. And he's trying to instill that mentality in his team. And if you think about where the Vegas Raiders are in comparison to everybody else in the division with the Los Angeles Chargers, with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's clear that they're not going to out-talent people. They're going to have to bring that physical toughness and rely on that to be the equalizer to allow them to compete in the AFC West. So I love the fact that AP is doing this. It reminds me of something that one of my other former teammates did when he became a head coach, and that being Dan Campbell. Uh-huh. The, the biting kneecaps uh-huh. bit that everybody wants to make fun of, that was him trying to instill a level of toughness in his culture because he knew that that could be the difference in terms of his team getting to where they want to go, getting to the postseason consistently, having a chance to compete for championships. Yeah, I'm, what do you always say? Cosign like retweet. Everything you just said, I feel the exact same way. And I love this for Two reasons. One, I love that it's Antonio Pierce saying this about the Raiders because he's bringing back that energy that we feel about the Raiders, that they're going to be physical, they're going to be tough, they're going to do whatever it takes, get down and dirty to win. That's the way that I always always viewed the Raiders, and I love that he's not afraid to say that out loud. I also think it's a huge sign of respect to say that about Patrick Mahomes. You are so good that we have to have a different set of rules when we play against you because you will exploit any weakness we have and you will beat us. And as long as he's doing it in a fair way, within 
within the parameters of the rules, I think there's no problem in saying the quiet thing out loud because everybody knows that when you're playing a guy who's a goat in waiting, who is this talented and has had this much success, you're going to have to revisit a couple things and try to do whatever you can to make sure you can stop him. You know what's amazing? It's such a good point you just brought up. I get very sensitive sensitive for anybody who's listened today has heard this about Justin Fields saying LeBron over Michael. I get very sensitive when anyone is compared to Michael Jordan. I'm like, this is ridiculous. How dare you? I didn't bat an eye on this one. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. And what, what Antonio Pierce did was compare him to Michael bleeping Jordan. But is he wrong? No, that's what my point is. That's like the ultimate compliment from Mahomes. Is that like, yeah, all right, let's have the conversation. And not like, how dare you compare him to Michael Jordan, which I normally do. I fall into that trap. I do want to also point out there's two residual effects from this that I wonder about. Do referees in the league hear this? Does the competition committee pay attention to this and ref games between the Raiders and Chiefs differently? Post-bounty gate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I mean, think about it. Like, when we started going down that road with Greg Williams and the New Orleans Saints, the NFL has become very sensitive to any of this type of rhetoric. So, yeah, they're going to be paying attention to those those Raiders games, specifically the Raiders-Chiefs rivalry. But if you're... Antonio Pierce, that's not your problem. That's not your biggest concern. Your biggest concern is trying to get those guys in the locker room to believe that they're capable of beating the Chiefs consistently, believe that they're capable of winning the division, believe that they're capable of winning the Super Bowl. And if this is the route that we've got to go to do it, if we've got to be the quote-unquote bad boys of the NFL, then that's exactly what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. In order to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. Woo. So Patrick Mahomes, that's the one that you're gunning for. This is the guy that you're trying to knock off of the throne. So, yeah, we're going to rough him up a little bit within the rules of the game. Yes. Nobody's talking about being dirty. Nobody's talking about red dotting anybody. We're talking about roughing him up. That means cutting the quarterback in half. And I say that violently because I mean that. Like When I was playing with the Baltimore Ravens and the quarterback protections came into the league, we talked about cutting the quarterback in half. Why? Because it's legal. You can't hit him at the neck or above. You can't hit him at the kneecap or below. But you can hit him in the midsection. So cut him in half every single time. Let that be your mentality. That's what we're going to do to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to cut him in half. And eventually, he's going to get tired of getting hit. He's going to get tired of getting sacked. He's going to make some errant throws. Think back to that Super Bowl in the 2020 season where the Tampa Bay Bucks won it. Why'd they win it? It's because that defense beat the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. He was running for his life. That's the only way you're going to be able to get it done. Mahomes is routinely one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the league. So you got to get to him, you got to hit him, you got to sack him in order to knock that offense down, to knock that team down. Unless you do that, you got no shot. Very quickly, the other residual effect that when you hear Antonio Pierce, head coach of the Raiders, talking to Max Crosby, it feels like they're friends. Now, why am I pointing that out? He's now in a the top tier leadership position. Can the coach be friends with the players? Yeah, and I'm not suggesting they are. It's just yeah, I, I think you, like I it. think you can, especially given AP's resume. It's mm-hmm. not like he just came from the coaching ranks and worked his way up. He he was a former player. Yeah, this is a guy that has a resume. He's got the skins on the wall. He can tell guys, hey, I've done it. What I'm asking you to do is not because I think this will work. It's because I know it will. I played, and so I think having that level of credibility as a player on the field, and then having the competency and the football acumen. As a coach, I think that's what what AP benefits from, and that's why he can have the kind of relationship that he's shown smoking cigars with his players post-game <laughs> after a win. I think with this generation of athlete, that's something that goes over well, especially if they feel like you have answers that are tried and true in terms of putting them in position to be successful. Well, you brought up Dan Campbell. 
And he's another good example of a exactly. guy who's been there, who's done that, and the team falls in line with his messaging because they know that. All right, coming up, Smalls has a top five list of top five baseball players going into this season. But first, want to tell everybody about True Green. Shout out to Al and Alyssa and everybody at True Green. So picture this for a second. You're at home. You have a lawn. People are coming over, hanging out, spring and summertime, and your lawn is brown. It's like brown. Like, you're like what, what have I done with this thing? True Green is there to help you. All you need to do is water and mow your lawn, and they're going to make your lawn absolutely beautiful without breaking the bank. True Green has been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 50 years. How do I know? I'm one of them. Visit TrueGreen.com today and discover the easiest and affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn guaranteed. It basically beautifies the lawn. It makes it so welcoming that all of your neighbors and family and friends are going to want to come over and hang out, and you're just going to sit there and observe your own property. That's how beautiful they make it. Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn price for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. They work with the PGA Tour, by the way. Partners with the PGA Tour. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. From number five to number one, these are the Michelle Smallman Power Rankings. Of course, that list, the only list that matters. What? What? I'm from the loop, and I'm proud. (laughs) That was great. That is so embarrassing. Oh, that's amazing. Even though I am from the loop, and I am proud. Michelle Smallman (laughs) has her top five MLB players. 2024 season, Smalls, what do you have for us? All right, checking in at number five. Number five. Oh, love that. It's Ranger shortstop Corey Seager. Excuse me. Throw some respect on his name. Two-time World Series MVP Corey Seager. Let's harken back to the last time we saw Seager, which was in the postseason. 318 batting average, 21 hits, 6 homers, 12 RBI, 18 runs scored in 17 games, propelling his team to a World Series victory. He also had a killer regular season in 2023, even though he only played 119 games. Still finished in second place in the AL MVP voting. And what got him there, guys? 33 homers. He led the AL, 42 doubles. He posted this slash line, 327, 390, 623. And if he can stay healthy and his availability early on this season is in question because of that sports hernia, he's primed for an MVP type season. Yeah, Next. anytime you can have an OPS over 1,000 and driving 100 runs, you're doing something right. That's right. Not to mention being a plus defender. He's unbelievable. He's such a stud. Yeah. All right, next. Number four. It's one of the most consistent guys in baseball. He might deserve to be up higher in the list, but I had struggle with this one. It's Mookie Betts. He's a Swiss Army knife, so incredibly versatile and consistent, and he's coming off a great season. He was the NL MVP runner-up, a career-high 
39 home runs with a 987 OPS. And Mookie Betts is going to move positions, hearkening back to that versatility I was talking about. He's moving to second base full-time this season after playing the lion's share of his career in right field during the first decade of his MLB career. Mookie Betts checking in at number four arguably could be higher on the list. You know what's amazing about Mookie Betts? In basketball, we talk about positionless. From a skill position player perspective, especially with the Chiefs in the NFL, it's kind of positionless. They just flex guys out. They'll put guys in all different spots. Baseball is not really a positionless sport, except for Mookie Betts. Yes. It's like, oh, all right, I'll play second. Like, I know he played there as a kid and everything like that, but like, you don't normally see that. So. Yeah. No, you move no from problem. being an outfielder to a middle infielder? Yeah, like, I'm good. Yeah. And yeah. not, yeah. A, not a, he's playing, was playing right field, and he's like, I'll play yeah. second. And what not even miss a beat. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Second highest war only to Shohei Otani last year. Yep. And, you know, I, Incredible. I I don't love these monster 10-plus, 10, 10-12-year 10, deals in baseball. Mookie Betts, I think, is worth that. That's going to age well. For that the one's going to yeah, age well. Well, considering well. you can play anywhere at any time, <laughs> he may become a middle reliever later in his career <laughs> if he just feels like it. Yeah, maybe. All right, next. Number three. Pat's going to hate this one, but it's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is coming in at number three for me. And Judge dealt with injuries last season. He was out of commission for about two months. He was dealing with a toe injury. He still hit 37 home runs in 106 games. And if he's healthy, I expect him to look like the Aaron Judge of 2022. Oh, the guy who broke the home run record, 62 home runs that season. And with Juan Soto in the mix now with the Yankees and New York, Judge is changing positions just like Mookie Betts. He's moving from right field to center field. He's changing positions like Mookie Betts, not the same position as Mookie Betts, just to clarify. And even though he's an outstanding defender, I am interested to see how this one works out from Judge from a defensive standpoint. But regardless, he checks in at number three for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, when he's at his best, he's the best outfielder in baseball. When he's at his best... He could be the best hitter in baseball. The only question is he's not at his best very often. I mean, I feel like 2022 is going to be the outlier when it comes to Aaron Judge's career based on what we've seen from him over the last several seasons. Like, injuries are always going to be a factor with him. And as you get older, you don't get healthier. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know how great that, that contract is going to look. I realize that the Yankees had no choice when they paid him because they have to build around someone. The fan base wouldn't allow Hal Steinbrenner to do otherwise and, and strip it down like some teams could. But I, I just I don't know that the Yankees are actually going to get the the full return on that investment when it comes to the nine years, $360 million they gave the judge. Are we sure he's going to be the best player on his own team this year? With Soto? Yeah. I mean, is it, Soto plays. He played 162 last year. He's going to hit similarly to judge, you would think. I mean, are we positive that Aaron Judge will be the best player on his own I, team? I'm more confident in what Garrett Cole is going to bring to the table than I am with Juan Soto or Aaron Judge. Wow. I know that sounds crazy, but no, I'm, I'm, more com- I'm more confident in what I'm going to get from Garrett Cole yeah. than anything else yeah, that the what, what you're saying is you believe by the end of the season Garrett Cole is going to be a Cy Young candidate and you're not sold that Judge and Soto will be MVP candidates. Exactly. Keep it pushing, Javante. <laughs> number two. Number two. On many lists, this guy would be number one. The unanimous National League MVP would be number one, and that's Ronald Acuna. He made history <sighs> so last season. He's so good. so good. He's disgustingly good. So last good. season, he made history a 40-40 season, only the fifth one in Major League Baseball history. This guy had 41 bombs. He stole 73 bags, and that's after missing time <laughs> at the beginning of the season. And the scariest part about this, he's only 26 years old. He's poised to have another monster season. Dare I say he could even top what he did last year? Ronald Acuna, number two. A lot of people would have him number one. Most fun name to say in this sport. Acuna Jr. I love saying that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, is he the most fun player to watch aside from Shoei Otani? 
He's Shohei Otani aside, is this the guy that you like? He is unbelievable. Well, I mean, he can hit for power. I mean, he can speed. get you extra bases with his speed. I mean, I don't know that the rules change with the bigger bases impacted any one player more than it impacted Ronald Acuna Jr. No doubt. It's unbelievable what he's what he's able to do. I mean, I, I enjoy mean, this watching. Is player, this is a player that also had an ACL tear a few years ago. And he's coming back, and this is the version of him that we're going to get. If this is who he is moving forward as he's getting to the heart of his prime, I mean, look out, man. This is, this is, this is going to be a scary, scary talent. I enjoy watching Daniel Vogelbach. I mean, he's a minor league deal with the Blue Jays, but you've seen him play? Oh, Vogelbach? Yeah. He's fun to watch. Uh, unfortunately, Mets fans have seen too yeah. much. Of <laughs> but he's fun to watch. Yeah. He's yeah. not small. All I right. was going to say, so you're picking him because of his body you're type? Picking, picking him <laughs> over, hey, he's fun to watch. Bartolo Colon wasn't fun to watch. Oh, so oh. you're just going to run through all of the former Mets, huh? No. You're just going to run through every former Bartolo, Mets? Yeah. Bartolo Colon, fun to watch. Bartolo well, Colon. Wait a minute. Bartolo Colon's a former every fun team in watch. baseball. You want to throw Pablo Sandoval in the mix, right too? Exactly. He, you know he's still in Major League Baseball? <laughs> he signed with the Giants. Cespedes, fun to watch. Oh, my God. No, he's not big Especially enough. CeCe Sabathia back in the day, fun to watch. Exactly. I think Smalls is picking up more of what I'm doing here. He's falling off of uh, horses on his ranch. Not fun to watch. (laughs) No, definitely not fun to watch. Okay, but there can only be one number one. Jovante? Number one. It's Shohei Otani. Coming off the heels of winning a second unanimous AL MVP award, it has to be Showtime. And don't hit me with the, oh, he's not going to pitch this season because of an elbow injury. I don't care. I do not care that he's not going to pitch this season. His first season and that record, 10-year, $700 million contract that he signed with the Dodgers. That's all. I can't in good conscience say that any player in baseball is better than Shohei Otani, even if we're not going to see half of what makes him so great. And... Someone may have a better season than Shohei will have, but this is my list of best players heading into 2024, which is why he's at the top spot. And I'm also really interested in seeing what type of offensive number Shohei Otani puts up now that he's not pitching this season and is really just strictly focused on batting. Last year, limited to 135 games, still put up Major League Baseball's best OPS and hit 44 home runs. Oh, by the way, with a 3.14 ERA on the side. Do you think there's any chance, though, Smalls, that what he does this year could influence his foot, uh, his future relative to playing as both a pitcher and an everyday player? What I mean by that is if his numbers somehow are even better offensively than they were a year ago, do you think the Dodgers at all could be tempted to say they're better because he doesn't have to worry about pitching? No. No. Absolutely no not. No, he's that good. Why would you, okay, good. No, why I'm just would you sure. take away half of what makes him great? I wouldn't, a, but I'm just wondering. 31.4% strikeout rate last year. Oh, it's filthy. I mean, even if he's only going to give you five innings, you take You that. use him. You use him. You, you use that. Yeah, maybe you want to limit him and protect him a little bit, but you're going to use him. Yeah. No doubt. That would be interesting, like, moving forward, how they, how they use him as a pitcher, though. Just coming off of the, the Tommy John surgery, what they end up doing with him. Like, because he's probably not going to be able to give you the kind of length that we've seen in the past, do you use an opener for him and, and use somebody to get through the first couple of innings and then allow him to get the heart of the game? Or yeah. the other way. Give Maybe he's the opener. Yeah. Right? Because then – Use him as the opener? But he's well, so valuable, though. But here's the here's the point. His, he's so valuable. His value is through the roof to what you're saying. Yeah. So $700 even million. If, <laughs> even if he's only pitching an inning. You know? Like, so th- that's like saying to the Yankees, we're going to give you Judge – 162 games healthy, and he's going to pitch an inning a game. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it's outrageous. Otani should be eternally MVP until he retires. He's yeah. a unicorn. Yeah. No doubt. 
Um, also, CC is my accountability partner. Any issues, any omissions? No issues, no omissions. I think you nailed the list. I- I'm just curious where a guy like Bryce Harper checks in on that list. Well, maybe we should go to our resident Bryce Harper guy, Pat Costello. Pat, what do you think? What do I think of your list or where Bryce Harper should check in? Where because like your Bryce list Harper is great if you, uh, if you want Acuna or Aaron Judge to come up short in the postseason year after year. Wow. wow. I mean, oh, we're just going to ignore the fact that they both stunk in the postseason last year? Sounds it's, like she did. Stunk. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. We're entering 2024, Pat. Yes. So you think Aaron Judge is going to be good in uh, the postseason? I do. I do. Okay. I do expect him to be Because he's going to be healthy? I do expect him to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like Joe Burrow to me. Just because there's an injury history there, I can't not put him in the top five. I understand what you're saying. You know, he's yeah. that great. Are we sure the Yankees are going to even be in the postseason? Nope. That's I'm not great, sure. That's another great but question. But if he gets there. I promise you, you can't stink in the postseason if you're not in it. We're on Sportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. A taco is a taco. A hot dog is a hot dog. Like a hot dog is James Harden. It's not the system. It's not part of the system. It is its own system. You know what I mean? Like why do we? Tr- why are we trying to put a hot dog into the taco system? Can't it just be its own thing? A hot dog is James Harden. Is the best take of the day. James Harden, a hot yeah. dog. Yeah, makes sense. By the way, speaking of food, mm. so you know Pat Costello, our producer has made it just a ridiculous take today that he's yeah. anti-hibachi. A bold yeah. take. The three of us lost it. Well, our well, buddy... I mean, I guess a part of why you go to hibachi is because it has a little something for everybody. Yeah. One would think. Yeah, hibachi has a little something for everybody. A soup, a salad, different proteins, there's rice. The ginger yeah. There's entertainment. Oh, it's tremendous. It's a little something for everybody. Javante and Nuno don't like it either, so... Well, it's in, well, whatever. We're then we're grouping all of you together. Wow. Well, um, DJ Hodge, who runs our great station in Cincinnati, ESPN fifteen thirty, did text to me: fillet, lobster, or shrimp, fried rice, grilled veggies, and a salad with that ginger dressing. I'm in. And a oh, soup. Yeah, sure. Who's not? I mean, that's soup. the thing. So shout out to ESPN 1530 in Cincy because they are very pro hibachi. Yeah. So yeah. we like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest story in the NBA over the last 24 or 48 hours has been all of this Doc Rivers, Milwaukee Bucks drama, right? Yeah. And there's been a lot of comments from Doc, basically, why did you do this to the ownership group, the governorship group in Milwaukee? But also... I knew James Harden would work. I knew this would work. Didn't he say he was consulting with the he organization? He was consulting. So basically, made the move. 
And he said they were going to get the best version of James Harden. <laughs> so basically what happened here oh, was that the internet. Which is undefeated. Started. <laughs> the internet is undefeated. Started a whole thing. Never where lost, no ties. Just Doc, undefeated. Doc Rivers seemingly sees everything before it happens. Yep. To which one Chris Canty has found an amazing amount of these items that are running wild on the internet of things that Doc Rivers, I guess, saw before they happened. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is search on X Doc Rivers Reveals, and the, the, the memes are hilarious. Like, we could just run through a couple of them. Like, here's one. Doc Rivers reveals that he tried to warn Jesus that Judas was going to betray him. And I quote, <laughs> I told him, you know, I got a bad feeling about this guy, Judas. I think he might be working with Pontius Pilate. Obviously, he didn't listen, and we know how that turned out. What can you do? There's what one. Can you, <laughs> what can you do? Not Pontius Pilate. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, man. It's wild. Okay, here's another one. Doc Rivers reveals he tried to warn Taylor Swift about Kanye during the 2009 VMAs. I saw how much he was drinking. I told her, you know, he's going to make a scene. Those balls have always got a way of being a little bit loose. You know, he just, he always got to try to make something famous. All right, so there's that one. Here's I love the, that you know, oh, th- this, this is great. Doc Rivers reveals he tried saving the Titanic before it sank. I just told the captain, look, no ship is truly unsinkable, you know? It was obvious to me that the ice was too thick. I did all I could do, but the other guys, they just were prepared that day. We need this in a Doc Rivers voice, I feel like. Doc Rivers reveals he ghostwrites all of Drake's music. Yeah, you know, me and Aubrey go way back, you know? Last time our team was in Toronto, I stopped by his studio and wrote a couple of verses. You know, the CLB cover? That certified lover boy, the pregnant emojis, that whole thing was actually my idea. That is so good. <laughs> oh, and here's the, here's, here's the one right here, the coup de grace. Doc Rivers reveals that he tried to warn Mufasa about <laughs> Scar's plot to kill him and Simba. I told him, this guy wants you dead, but he thought I was crazy. He just couldn't believe his own brother would actually try to kill him. Do you, think see Doc, how, you see how that went. Do you think Doc is actually reading these himself? Like, is there any part of Doc that's, like, laughing at all of this oh, right you now? You have to. These are so funny. I it's tried hilarious. to warn him, this guy wants you dead. <laughs> it's so good. Nah. Circle of life. Uh, I mean, it's the circle of I'm life sorry. in the what NBA. Was that? I was just, I don't know what it, I was isn't doing. Isn't it the circle of life in the NBA mm-hmm. that you're going to be coached by Doc Rivers? Eventually. If, if you're a star He's player. He's the Kevin you're gonna, Bacon you're gonna, you're of the NBA. By, if you haven't yet, give it time. <laughs> just give it time. Just, just sit in it. It's going to happen. How just many, wait on it. How many guys have actually been coached by Doc Rivers? We should actually, I'm sure Stats and Info probably has that. The, the Wait, amount of, the that. most amount of players ever coached by a singular head coach in NBA history. If you actually, like, Dick Mata was around forever, right? I mean, Pop has been around forever, but it's the same team. Doc Rivers and, like, Mike D'Antoni have coached for four or five teams. Alvin Gentry's coached for five teams. I'm now fascinated by that set. I'm not going to do the research on it myself. You sure? No. But uh, (laughs) we do have people that can help. We have people that can help you in that quest. I know. And Nuno, our producer, has encouraged us, like, hey, reach out to sports information. If there's an angle you want to go with with stats and info, could you imagine if I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'd like to know the individual coach that has coached the most amount of players in NBA history. That's a horrible assignment to get. I would feel guilty offering up that assignment. But it is interesting. Is Doc Rivers the guy that is the Kevin Bacon of the NBA? Kind of. And you know that his family is, is also... I don't re- even know if it's Kevin Bacon. I, he might be the Sam Jackson of the NBA. <laughs> Sam Jackson? Just, is- just, just, just think about all of the movie credits yeah. that Sam Jackson has. Doc Rivers is probably the Sam Jackson of the NBA. 
And, and you know, how about the fact that his family is related to the Curry family, too? Okay. Like, there's even that part of it also. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. His son, he's, he's, Seth, yeah. is married to Steph. No, no, other way around. Other way around. <laughs> Seth Curry is married to his daughter. Yeah. Yes. I was just about to say Seth Curry is married to Seth Curry. No. Who's not, obviously not Doc he's Rivers' not, he's son. Not Rivers. <laughs> he's not a Rivers. Stats and info. Look at up for me if you got Can we confirm? Oh, my God. So, that, yeah, there you go. There you go. Doc Rivers is the Sam Jackson or the Kevin Bacon of the, of the NBA. Who's that of the NFL? Who's the person in the NFL that is connected to everyone? Played for them? Coached for them or with them? Who's that the, is a great question. Should we what take out Belichick because he's, he's been there for so long? Yeah, it's got to be. There has to be a journey. Bel- I mean, Belichick obviously had a journey, but he's 20 years in New England. The point with Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers is related to NBA people. Uh-huh. He played for a bunch of teams. He coached a bunch Can of teams. Can we cheat and go with the Harbaugh's? No, because you asked the question, can you cheat? No, I'm just saying, the Harbaugh, like, just, like if you're a Harbaugh, like John or Jim, and just like the proximity to him. Okay, what about Dan Quinn? Couple different spots, yeah. different teams. I think it's got to be a former player, too. A former player. Because that's what Doc that turned, has. That you turned know, into Doc, a coach. Yeah, because then it's like you're connected to everyone. Let me think. Dan Campbell wasn't like around that long as a as a player. No, he was around a long yeah, time. Yeah, a decade, I he guess, was right? around a long yeah. time, yeah. Who could it be? Antonio Pierce was around a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vrabel yeah. played with the Steelers and the Patriots. Vrabel was around a long time. And then time. the Chiefs. But it, it I'm trying has to give a coach at multiple spots. Yeah, the guy has to equating. be at multiple spots and then have been a player at some point. Well, what about Wade Phillips? He's been around forever. He's been around forever. His dad was a coach in the NFL. Yeah, that's this a good like one. Wade Phillips, like he's he's been around a lot yeah, of teams, yeah. coached a lot of players. I'm just looking list of NFL coaches that have been former players too, because that's really the Doc thing. I mean, Doc has a connection to everybody. I mean, Doc. See, Doc would have known this answer. He told us to Demico do this. Ryan's? He hadn't been around as a coach long enough. Yeah. yeah. That's the I don't know. Who is the Doc Rivers, Kevin Doug Bacon, Peterson. Sam Jackson of Doug the NFL? That's a good one. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.